And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. What's today? Monday, August 10th. It's beautiful here in Halifax. Almost too hot for me. Redhead, pale skin. I'm down here in the lab where it's nice and cold. Not the lab, the studio. Uh, But anyways, I hope that you're enjoying the sun. Summer's wrapping up. Have fun. Get out there. Enjoy wherever you're, uh, wherever you are located right now. I hope that you're having a great time. So today on the high button, or no, I got to do the ad read. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Listen, gentlemen, we all know shaving the balls are one of the hardest things to do on the male body. We all know this. I don't need to explain myself further. Manscaped has taken care of this problem. They've invented the ball hair trimmer. It's a professional ball hair trimmer, okay? It's called the Lawnmower 3.0. I use it in the shower. It's waterproof, obviously, because I just said that it's waterproof uh it charges for up to 90 minutes so you can take it on the road you can leave the charger at home don't even worry about it you're good to go it's called like i said the lawnmower 3.0 get 20 percent off your order go to the website manscape.com use the promo code hb sports 20 percent off your order you will not regret it that's how you get ahead in life gentlemen all right you got to start take caring take you got to start taking care of the little details that's what i meant to say here we go Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Matt Welsh. If you don't know who Matt Welsh is, you've probably lived under a rock for the past five years. But if you do know the game of hockey and you do know the game of hockey here in the Atlantic provinces, I'm sure Matt Welsh's name has come up a couple of times. Um, Matt is Matt is the all-time wins for a goalie in Charlottetown Islanders franchise history. And he is fifth overall in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League wins as a goalie. So think about that for a second. All the great goalies that have gone through the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And Welshie is top five in that category. Think about that. It's incredible. You know, what impresses me the most about Welshie is how much he spends time with people outside of the rink, how much he donates blood, how much he spends time with people that idolize him. For God's sakes, I idolize the guy. Every time he comes on the podcast, I'm pumped. I think this is his third time coming on. Every time he's home for summer, he gives his time to us and comes on the podcast, and we appreciate that. So we're always excited to have Welshie on. This is the High Button Podcast. I'm Justin. We're talking to Welshie. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Welshie, we're going. How's life? It's pretty good. I can't complain. Third time's a charm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember the first time you came on the podcast, dudes messaged me, and he's like, Welshie's coming on. And like, no offense. I was like, all right, well, who's Welshie? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's like he's the best goalie in Charlottetown. I'm like, all right, unreal. Like, let's get him on. You came over, you brought the jersey. And now I think about now, three years later, we're here in the studio. You're an absolute stud. You're the fifth <laughs> overall game uh games won in the quebec major junior hockey league you got the most wins for charlottetown islanders it's a crazy how much can change in three years yeah. if you think about it no i know it uh it feels like it was yesterday but uh no i think we've both come a long way it's high, high buttons made its way up in the world as well so i'm happy to be back that's because of you that's because your name's <laughs> attached to our brand I don't know about that of course it is so how is you know let's talk about it. you you were in charlottetown for five years Correct. Yeah, yeah. Talk about years. how you've how you I guess changed from I don't want to say a boy to a man, but you've definitely matured. Just talk about like you as yourself, just kind of growing. Yeah, I mean, when I went there, I was I was 16, so I was just a kid, and um, no, I was lucky enough to stay there for the full five years of my junior career, and um, you know, pretty had some pretty awesome teammates along the way, uh, an awesome coach and Jim Holton, and. Um, you know, great billets that I've been living with there too as well. So, 
uh, it was quite the journey. I mean, uh, the way that it all ended wasn't ideal, but, uh, yeah, I know. no, it's, uh, it's amazing to look back on, on, uh, like pictures from when I was 16 playing, uh, in Charlottetown and, um, you know, and then you, you look to now and, and to see how much you've grown is, uh, it's pretty crazy, but, um, no, I, I couldn't uh, be happier with how, uh, the five years went for right. sure. When we went up there, when me and dudes went up there this winter and we walked into the rink and we met uh, Aiden, and then we saw right. you and Gooby. It, it, we yeah. felt so at home just knowing that you were on the team. I was like, "Hey, well, she's here. Well, she knows us. We're good to go." Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we were, you know, we were up in Moncton and working with other teams, but like us walking into Charlottetown and knowing you were on the team, it's like, all right, we can work at ease here. And then we met Spider Definitely. for the first time, a great guy, just an all-around great organization. And when I hear that you've been there for five years and you've done so many things there inside the the organization and outside the organization, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Just just a great place to play hockey. Yeah, for sure. Um, Charlottetown is kind of unique in that way where um, we're a small organization and we can really, uh, you know, kind of connect with the public on a different level than yeah. than other uh, bigger organizations like Halifax or Moncton, right? Um, you know, like you said, when you came to Charlottetown, it was easy. You just came in and you oh. met Aiden and then uh, met Spider and everyone and, you know, we're all just kind of one big family there and we we're pretty welcoming. So, um yeah, I mean it's uh it's a great place to play for for any junior hockey player for sure. When you were 16, did you feel that like welcoming moment or did it take a little bit to feel at, at home? Uh yeah, I mean it's it's tough at first, right? Cuz you you're so young and um the older guys on the team are 20, 19 years old. Um so you really, you know, you you try just kind of try and find your fit at first. Yeah. Um but once they start uh you know, you know, mixing you into some, some team activities and whatnot, you know, doing stuff out in the city and, um, you know, on the ice, then you just start to get comfortable. But yeah, it's a really welcoming place. And, um, I think the coaches and the, you know, Spide and, and Kev, they're big, uh, big part of that, of the, the welcoming for sure. Give me, give me like a story. Like when they, when you first got there, how they made you feel welcome. Was it like an extra stitch in the pad? Was it, you know, I need my, my chin guard to be a bit lower. Like what was like the welcoming moment? Uh, well, I think from day one, I mean, Spide and Kev would always consider me pretty high maintenance. So they always, <laughs> at least you can you admit know, it. Most I, guys I don't. Admit it. They, uh, <laughs> they'll be the first ones to say that I'm, uh, high maintenance but uh no yeah i guess that just means we just worked a lot together uh yeah. with with spide and kev i worked a lot with them um so they always like to tease me and kind of give me a a tough time but especially kev but uh <laughs> you know it's all it's all in uh good humor and, and we're we've uh grown really close over the years so yeah. i love those guys and um they were a huge part of like welcoming me and just making me kind of feel at home in charlottetown when you were 16 were you in gooby stall the stall that gooby's in now yeah the corner one yeah it's a lot shorter than the yeah the other goalie stall uh yeah so i was in the the smaller stall and mason had the big stall how long did it take for you to get over to the big stall how many years well, I, I was lucky that year because Mason went to World Junior. So I actually got to use that stall for like almost two full months while he was at World Junior. Did he know that? I don't know if he knew that, but he definitely uh, definitely would have expected someone had to go in it just because there's only so many in the room and the goalie stalls are a bit bigger. So and I guess the um, call-up, then he would take your stall. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah, the call-up yeah. goalie took uh, my stall, and then I just yeah. kind of sneaked yeah. over into the other one, hoping yeah. no one would really notice. Yeah. 
Um, I, it was a big deal to me. I'm sure no one else even re- realized that I moved over. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's like double the size of the other goalie stall, so it was pretty uh, pretty nice. And then when I was 17, I I had the stall full time. So I remember when we were there and Gooby was giving us the tour, and he was like, "Yeah, these are Welshie's pads," and they were right in front of your stall. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, those are Welshie's backup pads up in the other stall." And there was just like a separate <laughs> stall for your pads. I was like, "That's a guy who's been here for many years. He can just have a stall for his own pads." I was losing it. Definitely, yeah. There's uh, there's lots of gear um, laying around some from time to time, but uh, no, that's uh, those are Gooby's boots now, not mine. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. He'll be all right, though. He taught you. You taught him well. Oh yeah, he'll fit right in for sure. What impressed you the Shoes most about Gooby coming in? Um, because you think... got the comparisons there. Like everyone talks about it. Like yeah. Well, I mean, I I always knew how talented he was. Um, but I was really impressed with just his like calmness. Um, you know, in in high pressure situations, right? Like, I got to see him play in uh, in Halifax, which is tough as a hometown kid. It's especially as a goalie. It's uh, it's a lot of pressure and. Um, he just has a really calm demeanor and he doesn't get too nervous or rattled. And, um, that's something that it takes a while to adjust to because when you go to major junior, it's really your first time playing in front of fans. Right. And that kind of atmosphere. So, um, no, I was just really impressed with his demeanor around the game and, and maturity and, um, He's definitely got big things ahead of him for sure. Did he look for guidance at all from you? Like, did he? He must have asked a couple questions to you at training camp throughout the season. Do you remember any questions that he asked? Yeah, well, we kind of were just always, uh, always talking. Really, like I noticed was, that mic'd up practice. You guys were always talking. Just yeah, kinda like if you were encouraging him every time he made a save, you're like, "Got a boy, Gooby." Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I give him a hard time from from time to time as well, but um, <laughs> most mostly encouragement. Um, no, yeah, it's just kind of uh, an ongoing relationship where he can lean to me for things, and then there even be times where I ask him something like, "Oh, like how do you uh, do this certain thing with your gear?" Like I kind of want to switch to yeah. that, or um, you know, he he'd have same question for me and um, about anything with the game, or you know, like the mental aspect of the game as well, where there can be pressure situations, and um, you know, we just kind of had a good relationship in that way where we could just learn from each other and i just tried to give him as much experience as he could get from cool from my my experiences i had a great time um when you guys were out there with uh brad mccharles fuck did i get the name right i yep jesus brad mccharles i always say charles grant from cape breton <laughs> i always get the two mixed up but uh i had a great time out there at the, at the camp the other day learning how to shoot i didn't even know i needed to learn how to shoot i didn't know that <laughs> a shooting uh a goalie shooter was an actual thing i had a great time talk about you know that camp and what you've learned from him from what i hear he's one of the best in the business yeah brad's uh he's a really talented goalie coach um the thing with brad he's so motivating and he's just really motivated himself to to make his goalies as um as good as their their potential is yeah um so he really pushes us and um you know he's always uh he's always teaching he's really passionate about what he does and i think that's one of the the reasons why he has so much success he's just so passionate about um, developing goalies and and you know getting the most out of uh, everyone he teaches. So, we've been, Gooby and I have been skating with him quite a bit this summer. We're going twice a week right now. Obviously, our start date for our seasons are um, a bit pushed back, so we don't need to be skating for three yeah. four times a week. It's more so just twice a week right now. But yeah. um, as we get closer to the season, we'll be on the ice a little bit more. As you get closer to the season, do you like to take shots from? like players and gear like a full practice yeah yeah exactly so like 
um, you know, during the summer with, with Brad skates, it's more so about working on some things in your game, some, some technical things. And, um, you know, and the big thing with goalie is, uh, is confidence, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a game of confidence. And, you know, if you can tweak some things in your game in the summer and, you know, come back feeling, um, really good about your game, it's just going to help you all around. So, um, that's kind of what we do with Brad. We work on things and then, once you get closer to the season, you get into training camp, you start to get into flow practices and more game situation um, drills, and that just kind of, you know, then you're really prepared for uh, for puck drop. Is there anything off the ice that you like to do to prepare for in the summer? Obviously, like, there's off-ice training, working on cardio, muscle, but, like, is there any, like, hand-eye coordination things you like to work on away from the gym maybe to get better as a goalie? I don't, I'm not a goalie. I don't know anything about training for yeah. off-ice as a goalie, but is there anything different from a player? Definitely. I mean – Right now, I'm I've been working on my golf game a lot, but golf helps with goalies. It does. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, but it's still uh, it's still something you like. You know, to work I'm still on working it. on quite a bit, but no, I, I hand eye is uh, it's uh, mixed into my actual off ice training. So, um, like for example, like we'll we'll be doing a superset of three different exercises, and maybe the last one will be. Um, you'll be catching tennis balls or yeah. something like that. So you can do little things like that just to mix it in. And, um, yeah, anything with that's reactionary or anything like that is, uh, is helpful. But I find as soon as you, you get on the ice and get back into the practice flow of, uh, you know, practicing five, six times a week, you yeah. really, you, you just pick it right back up pretty quickly. And, yeah. um, you know, nothing really imitates facing shots like, you know, facing yeah. shots does. So, yeah. That's kind of the biggest thing for sure. I noticed that in practice. Like I never, when we did Mike you up for that practice and there was two on ones and the boys were scoring and they were celebrating and then you said, <laughs> you're supposed to score. It's a two on one. <laughs> and then I didn't even really think about that because if I'm a player in a practice and I am scoring a two on one, I'm like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the man right now. I just did that. But it's, it's how often do you get a two on one in a game? It's not really that common. So when you're coming down two on one, you know, 20 times in a row on you and let's say five go in. Yeah, you know it's it's it is game situation, but it's not really. So yeah. I understand I understand where you're coming from working with Brad, and you get those shots that are meant to help you, not to snipe on you. Yeah, it was exactly. a cool little learning experience for me, I guess. It was cool. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of the biggest things with goaltending. You really can't replicate a game situation in any practice yeah. or anything like that. And I think that's part of the big reason why a lot of the best goalies in the NHL are, you know. 27 to to 35 um you know and have a lot of experience in the league not not many goalies can just um start playing in the nhl at, at 21 22 um and be successful obviously there is some some superstars out there who who can do that but you know <laughs> most commonly goalies are, are later to develop and i think a big thing for that is just in-game experience and that's uh you know, it takes time to get those games played for sure. Did it take time for you in the queue? Like when you were 16, like how long did it take for you to become, okay, I'm going to go in this game and I'm going to be, you know, comfortable? Because you obviously 16, you're probably a little nervous taking these shots from 20-year-olds. How long did it take for you to get comfortable? Yeah, it's a it's a big difference uh, when you move to major junior. But, um, you know, it for me to really, uh, you know, become a, a starting goalie in the, in the queue, it took me – well over over two years in really? my third year and I, I came back to camp I finally felt like I was prepared to you know go into every game and feel like I could you know play majority of the games in a season but uh and and I feel like it's like that for any goal you know even uh using Gooby as an example like um 
you know, last year he had a great season, but there was really good games and there's really bad games, just like there is for any uh, 16-year-old goalie. Um, same with myself when I was 16. But as you get that experience, you just kind of become more confident. Yeah. Um, and the consistency is there a lot more. So it allows you to play, um, you know, kind of night in and night out. Yeah. Do you ever focus, like when I talk to players and I talk to them about playing in front of big crowds, like 8,000 people, 10,000 people, they say they don't really notice it because they're so focused on the game and they're always, you know, eyes on the puck, everything. But when you're, you know, let's say you're a goalie and you're back in the zone where the play's in the other end, do you ever, I know your eyes always on the puck, but do you ever feed off the eyes looking at you? Like, I know you don't look right at people, but do you look in your peripherals and just see people looking at you? Do you ever focus on that or does that have nothing to do with it? Uh Maybe at first I did a bit when it's still all new, um, but after a while, like it's it's a long season. You play sixty eight games, or um, and it just kind of becomes you're almost playing three four times a week. So it just kind of becomes like a a normal thing for you. Yeah. Um, but definitely there can be times in a game, especially if it's late in a game and um, you know you're winning and and you're on the road and you see fans just start to leave the building. It's kind of a you know, like stuff like that can be stuff you notice, but um, mostly you really, you really just kind of focus on the game. You yeah. kind of dialed in, and everything on the outside is almost um, stuff you're just trying not to think about. Because that's the sense. thing. Like if your team's killing it, you guys are up eight one, and the plays on the other end the whole time. You're just sitting there, like, all right, yeah. like you can kind of <laughs> get out of rhythm. You know, just like almost like a fourth line guy who's not getting on that much. You're just kind of sitting there waiting to go. Like I, yeah. I don't know my personality. I would sit there and I'd kind of get out of touch with the game that's just me though I no, maybe that's yeah, why i wasn't you, a goal you consciously have to make an effort to kind of stay dialed in the game and um that's a big part of just staying focused and always being ready but it's it's challenging to do for sure it's not something that just comes naturally you have to yeah practice it is that why goalies get out like every between every whistle they go skate in the corner and come back is that what that is just kind of yeah every goalie kind of has their own little weird things that they use just to kind of um bring themselves back to you know, like a focused mindset. So yeah. there's like, there is a reason why people say goalies are weird. Cause we do, <laughs> we do so many things that are unorthodox in a sense where we're trying to always bring ourselves back to a, a certain mindset that allows us to play, um, to the best of our ability. Cause like I said earlier, it's, it's such a confidence game for goalies. You know, it's, um, a goalie could be a superstar one night and then yeah. get pulled the next night and, nothing changed in their actual ability or talent it's a hundred percent mental for them so um yeah I, I think that's that's the biggest thing of for goalies there's always everyone has their own little thing just to kind of bring themselves back into their yeah um state of mind they want to be in what's your weird thing um i don't know i i kind of i kind of talk to myself in the net i guess I, just to kind of keep my mind from drifting off the game yeah um, cause you, when you're standing down there alone, it's pretty easy to just have your mind drift, uh, yeah. where it shouldn't be, or even into like, uh, like negative thoughts about the game. Like, Oh, I can't get scored on here. Yeah. So I kind of just have cues I can say to myself that I, um, just kind of make me feel like I'm in the game and, and in the moment kind of really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember like playing pickup hockey and I'd be a goalie and like the play would be coming down to my end. There'd almost be a sense of like nervousness, like yeah, like pressure. So that, that kind of is the whole, it's like a mind goal that you just want to take away that nervousness. Right. So, you know, over years you find ways to always be ready to, to make saves and, and, uh, you know, be in a confident mindset when you're, yeah 
you know, when play is coming down on you. So not a lot of people, you know, accomplish what you accomplished in the queue. What do you think? Why? Why? How, how do you think you did that? Uh, I think, you know, I was, I was pretty, pretty lucky in a lot of ways. Um, I, I never really had any injury adversity. Um, I, I never really had any big injuries. I never missed games for or any exp- extended periods of time. Um, and then I was lucky enough to play in the same place for five years, which is not very common um, in major junior. So I, I was really lucky enough to build so many strong relationships with, um, you know, my coach, Jim, um, the trainers, Kevin Spide, and, and really just everyone around the organization. And um, I think that just kind of allowed me to, I didn't have to worry about so many things and the outside. I could just show up to the rink, be comfortable every day and, and just kind of play my game. And it was like that year after year, I didn't have to worry about, you know, making new friends on the team or, yeah. you know, uh, finding where I'm going to be in the dressing room. Like I never really had to switch billets. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things in junior hockey that can create a lot of adversity that I was really lucky enough to not have to, to go through. But, um, and I think, you know, like i I was also on some pretty, some pretty great teams, uh, with a lot of great teammates. So I was, uh, Definitely a very fortunate junior player. I, I had yeah. a lot of good bounces for sure. Incredible. That video, there's a video of you on YouTube. I think it was the last game. You were in the green jerseys or black jerseys when you got the standing O. Like, talk about that. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. It was a special moment. Um, that was after they announced. So it was in the third period when I set the minutes played record. Oh, was that? Okay. Yeah, so um, – the after the whistle went after i set the record or whatever they announced that i um you know finally broke that record and um the fans all reacted that way so it was it was pretty special uh feeling you know playing there for so long and you put in so much time and effort and you know my teammates all came down and congratulated me in the net and uh you know even the other team was standing on the bench so who are you playing Cape Breton. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. The local team. Yeah, and I have a few buddies on that team. Yeah. So um it was it was a really special night. Uh the fans in Charlottetown were so good to me while I was there. Yeah. Um even on the even on the tough the tough games. I know I, I wasn't always uh very good in front of them, but <laughs> um, you know, even on the tough games they always stuck with me and they were always uh, always kept coming back. So my family was there, I got to enjoy it with them and uh, my billets as well so it was uh it was awesome something i'll never forget for sure yeah it's unreal it's cool that it's documented too you have it on video it's just yeah, on the internet Snake was there doing that game so it's yeah. uh it was uh yeah something i'll always be, have to look back on you're gonna have kids one day and they're not gonna believe you <laughs> like, oh, it's right here don't worry about it they show yeah, exactly. you exactly that's how to that's do it proof what were those jerseys so first of all let me just start by saying those Ottawa Senators jerseys were unreal. Yeah. And then the green and black ones that you had on this year were unreal. Whoever's designing the jerseys. You got to give it to Spider. He's the one who's doing those jerseys? Well, yeah, it's it's mostly uh, it's mostly Spider. I, I don't know. Obviously, he needs approval from, from the team and, the and whatnot. Yeah. And, the, and the league, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, the PEI Senators jerseys were in 2019. And they were um, – that's the – old ahl team in pei oh pei had an ahl yeah team? so they that. played out of the same rink we did okay um i think it was in the 90s maybe oh, yeah. um but anyways they had a team there 
um, that called the PEI Senators. So we kind of had a throwback game for them. That was pretty cool. We uh, it sold out so quickly. Like the fans just kind of came yeah. around it, and it was awesome. Do you have yours, or did someone else buy it? Um, it was uh, it was auctioned. I don't have it, but uh, someone does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the jerseys this year were black and green. Um, and we just we kind of made up a game called Players Night. It's something they do in the MLB. Um, so basically, like instead of our names on our on the back of our jersey we got our nicknames you said welshy yeah mine said welshy and everyone had their own nickname on the back um and the black and green i don't know where that came from but i guess pei well you think of pei it's kind of just green is the color right so you think all the provincial teams in any sport green is always uh upei like everything is green um but anyways oh, yeah, UPEI, the, yeah. the jerseys were unreal they looked so good and um i actually was lucky enough to to get pads bauer kind of hooked us up and they gave us uh, a good deal we got some some green pads for that game so so just for the one game yeah just for the wow. one game i got, got all green pads and everything and um i don't know if spides auction them if they're getting auctioned or they're yeah. getting sold or whatever but um no yeah it, it was all uh it was a it was a pretty cool night for sure. How do you how does someone go about designing goalie pads? Do you do you like get a pencil and pen and get to work and send it to Bauer or they is have, it online? Uh, on their website they have uh you can customize on their website, but um at the junior level they kind of do like you go through the the rep, the Bauer rep. That he um, gives you options or something? Yeah, so you can kind of just talk to him and tell him what you want and he'll send you um color schemes or whatever okay and uh yeah you just kind of communicate with him to pick your your colors and and your specs and everything there's a bit more options when you uh when you get to major junior like or or pro or whatever you have a bit more options that, that you can customize on your gear so what do you mean by specs um like just different um customizations to your pads or okay. gloves or whatever you know so um there's so many things especially with goalies like goalies are really particular about their gear yeah most of them are at least so there's so many different things you can change that no one would really realize when you look at them but if you talk to a goalie they would be able to pick out every every little thing on each pad give the listener something like give the listener something about a goalie pad that the average listener wouldn't know like you said you're kind of picky and spider helps you out with your gear give like one example of something like one thing i have differently on my pads from other goalies was that like I don't have a a knee flap on my on the outside of my uh, kneecap that you can put a strap on. Oh yeah, so yeah to yeah, kind yeah. of hold your knee in place. Yeah. So I have a bigger knee pad, so I like my knee to be free there. So I have that removed, and then I put the strap down around my calf. You're not nervous; your pads are gonna fly off, and like. No, it kind of just allows for more rotation for my knee. Really. So when I butterfly, my knee rotates easier, but. Oh. That's just one little thing. Give me another one. Jeez. Last one. Minor minor pretty basic, but like for Gooby, I guess like he'll get the board of his pads really straight and stiff. What's the board, sorry? The... Sorry, just like the the front of the pad. Okay, yeah. Instead of having it curved, yeah. His will be straighter and stiffer so they don't break oh, down yeah. as much where mine are more already pre-curved and they break down a lot easier so oh, they okay. have more kind of flexibility in them oh yeah because when goalies get new pads they like to like uh flex them yeah yeah well, they like yeah to... gooby's the opposite he likes them to be stiff and straight oh yeah so like that there's little things like that that you can change 
all over the pads. Yeah. Gooby was showing us his cool. stick, his tape job. It's like yeah. there's like no tape on it. I know. Yeah. He he changes his tape job once a week. So <laughs> like he, those guys. like he'll use the same tape job for two different games. N- no. Yeah. No. I mean, like he'll change how he tapes his stick once a week. Oh. He he takes really good care of his sticks. I feel like he's always taping one. He's a he's kind of a gear nerd. He loves gear. It's a good league for him to be in. It seems like he got a lot of options yeah, for gear at Major Junior. <laughs> no, he loves it. I, I'm I'm kind of more basic. I like to keep things simple, but Gooby loves it. He's so all about it. Give me the so you're gonna be in SMU next year. Has anything changed? SMU? Am I not supposed to say? No. That? Yeah, I'm playing at SMU next year. Yeah. I get. We've messed up a couple <laughs> times. Like we and Sons just signed in the AHL, but right, someone yeah. told it like two weeks ago on here, and we got not got in trouble. But yeah. I just don't like to announce anything unless someone no, else says yeah, it. So you're, you're playing at SMU. It's good. Going to SMU, yeah. So I was going to ask about the pads, but what color scheme? But we'll ask another question. Uh, what are you looking forward to about SMU? Unreal dressing room, yeah. unreal new rink, great organization. I know one of your best friends' dad is leaving so with Steiny as a coach. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Talk about your emotions going into to the AUS or U Sports. Sorry. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, obviously, the season's set back right now due to COVID. So uh, right now, I think they're planning on a January 1st start or after January 1st. So it's obviously a bit delayed. But um, no, I think I'm really just mostly excited for the, the change of pace with going into university hockey. It's a lot different than, um, you know, major junior. In university, you play 30 games or whatever it is, and Major Junior, you're playing 68, so it's more than double Interesting. the season, right? So um, I think it's a good uh, a good opportunity for, for players to develop and kind of, you know, work on their work on their game. And in Major Junior, you're playing so much hockey, There's it's almost hard to, to get in workouts and, and yeah. you know, skill practices to really develop and become a better player. I'm not saying you don't become a better player in Major Junior, but – just to say there's a lot more time to, to work on things in practice and in the gym and, and whatnot when you're playing university hockey. So um, I'm excited for that change of pace, and hopefully I can, you know, prepare myself for whatever's in the future. Yeah. We got to spend some time in the new rink and, and mic up a couple players in the dressing room. We hung out with the equipment managers and stuff. Fines is a great guy. You're going to love him. You can hold, uh, Yeah, he is a great Have guy. you met him a couple times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met him. He's a, he's a great guy. He's been no awesome for me so far no they'll be they'll be, oh so yeah so far so i guess you've already kind of yeah yeah we've been in touch over well i, I knew him from uh a year prior just because nick's been playing there and oh yeah yeah, I know yeah really well um so i've known him but uh yeah we've been in touch in the past couple of months trying to get your pads and yeah, helmets and stuff all and that whatnot, stuff you know just to be prepared for the yeah. season what so. has nick said about the team oh he loved it yeah he he loved the uh you know, the difference in, in junior and university. And I think with any level, when you jump up, there's such like a maturity change. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're playing junior and you're an overage or you're 20, you're playing with 16 year olds. So that's a really big difference from the following year. Well, now I'll be playing with 25 year olds, 24, 25 year olds. There's no weak Um, shots coming from the wing. They're all strong. They're all going to make it. Well, Yeah. yeah, there's that. And then there's even just the, you know the the off off the ice as well right so it's, it's going to be a big difference but um nick, nick loves smew he's he's almost done his degree there he only has uh, about 10 classes left i think so um but no he's uh he's uh he said so many good things about it yeah so. and he just signed pro and you said it kind of came out of the blue he's happy to go did you guys have like a family celebration 
Yeah. Anything? So uh, he he signed uh, a little less than a month ago. Um, like yeah, probably about three weeks ago, and he he was looking for a place to play for a while with the AUS season be pu- being pushed back for so long, and you know there's a lot of uncertainty around that right now. So he he was looking for a place to play next year, and lucky enough to get a good deal in Slovakia and. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of was a quick turnaround for him. They told him he had to get on a plane and, and fly. So he actually just left on, um, on Sunday. So, oh, did he? Yeah. We had a yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He just left yesterday. Oh. So you drive him to the airport? No, no. Yeah. His girl, his girlfriend drove him. I, I oh, said goodbye boy. at the house, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, we had a good family celebration on Friday down at my cottage. He had all of his, uh, his buddies over and, oh, yeah. um, and no, it was a good send off for him. So pro hockey, man, different yeah. league, different ball no, game. He's doing it for a living now. I know it's man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Uh, you think about like growing up, that's, uh, you know, that's something he would have dreamed of his whole life. Right. And yeah. now it's, uh, now it's his, his job. So can't complain about that. I'm going to say it's crazy how, you know, you got Nick, you got you, and then you got your brother, Zach, like all three of you, it seems like you guys are just like in a line. You know, it's like, you know, that you might be going to Europe one day. You could be going to the NHL. You could be going somewhere and your brother's coming up. It's just kind of like a a train. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It is. It is pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I've I've followed in Nick's footsteps quite a bit. We've had pretty similar paths Um, and and Zach's following in a very similar one right now. So, um, no, it is. It has been great. It's been great to watch both my brothers kind of grow and move on to higher heights for sure how was it in the household with everyone home this past couple of months has there been any fights don't lie there's been a couple yeah something well nick's nick's been living uh nick moved out uh last september so oh did he yeah so just you and he has a place down um just on mclean street just off of atlantic so are you gonna live there now that he's gone no he he um isn't re releasing that place i think his roommates uh moved and then myself and mitch balmas uh, are moving into a place downtown as well so, oh yeah okay yeah uh, that's gonna be uh it's gonna be exciting I'm, I'm excited for that but uh but anyways zach and i we uh yeah we butt heads from time to time but it's all in good fun at the end of the day we're still family so <laughs> oh, yeah yeah you must have eaten a sandwich or something out of the fridge yeah, I, that's I won't usually what it's about sandwich food. food yeah brotherly love yeah there's always there's always something so sure. what? So what's the plan from now till January? You could, we have a spot open at High Button Sports if you <laughs> want something. You can. Oh yeah. You can come around. We got a gym here. You can lift the weights. <laughs> we got. Uh, we got cable. We got a fridge. You can put food in. Yeah. No. We can find a, something. We got cameras. Got a really good setup going on here. It's. Uh, I'm quite impressed. I, this is my first time in here, but it's looking really good. Yeah, it's not bad. You get your workouts in in the morning over there. And well, then... it's mostly for show, but it's mostly there. Mostly for show? Wow. I hurt my back. I messed my back up <laughs> somehow, so I can't. Well, that's an easy way out of it. Yeah, it is. Easy. Well, that's go. what I do. I come down here. every. see all these bands here? I come and I stretch every morning, yeah. and I haven't lifted those weights in about a month. <laughs> and uh, I'll sit down here, and I'll like watch TV. I got the Apple TV, and that's, that's pretty go. much all I do. But like that's I said, bad. if you don't have anything to do. Yeah, exactly. You come down here and chill for playoffs or something. Yeah. No, there's lots of good hockey going on. But anyways, for the next couple months, I'm uh, just going to be training hard and, you know, doing my best to take advantage of the the time away from the game just to, you know, work on my own game, get stronger in the gym and, um, you know, kind of prepare for whatever's next, I guess. It's it's not often you get – 
so long in between seasons. So um, when you have a, such a long off season, it's almost best just to take advantage of it and really get in as, as good a shape as possible and, um, you know, work on things in your game that need improving and hopefully I'll come back better and stronger. So it's cool how that's a, uh, it's a common answer with everyone that's so busy with hockey and right now during COVID and, you know, nothing's really going on. And a lot of people are saying, you know, I asked Bonnerchuk this question, like, you know, does it ever resonate with you? Like what you've done, where you've, you know, where you've traveled to the people you've met. And he's like, I really haven't until like this month. He's like, I've just been so busy. I'm never home. I got a wife. I got a kid. Like, I never really fit, sit and think about it. And he's like, until like this month, like a month ago, I sit and I go, wow, yeah, I have accomplished some cool things. And when you just said that, you're just like, yeah, it's, you know, I get to sit back and kind of appreciate work, get better, get stronger. Exactly. It's, it's, it's cool how it's just not you. It's not even in hockey, just in life. Just like, sit back and think about what you've accomplished. It's a cool, I get how it sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it sucks you're yeah. not going to be playing hockey till January. But there's a lot of there's some good that comes of this, you know. Definitely, yeah. I mean, at first, it, it the whole quarantine thing uh, when yeah. COVID first happened, it was it was crappy. But um, you know, like when you really got a chance to sit back and and look at things and and the bigger picture, it's uh, it can be used as a time to kind of reflect and um, you know, and, and just improve yourself in so many different ways. So yeah. Um, you know, down the road, I'm sure I'll look back on this long off season and, you know, be, uh, you know, be happy about how I was able to kind of progress through this and think about how I actually really needed it. Yeah. Um, especially after like five long years of junior, right. It takes a toll on your body. So, um, I was able to get some good rest during quarantine, maybe even a bit too much rest during quarantine, <laughs> but, um, no, but yeah, then we were right back in the gym and just training and, on the ice and working on things so um it's a it's a blessing in disguise in, in my eyes for sure where are you working out at i work out with chris pierce at outside edge okay. um we got a pretty good group there it yeah. got cut by two this morning with uh steiny and my brother nick leaving but um steiny left yeah steiny went back he's uh oh did he yeah well he didn't go to the states yet he went to ottawa where his uh his aunt lives oh um but he's he's going there soon yeah to cornell so um and then yeah it's uh good other players in the group we got cam lee and stephen harper who played at acadia um kyle penny and pete deliberatory so cam just signed with pittsburgh right yeah he signed with pittsburgh uh back in the spring jesus yeah yeah it's pretty awesome for him There's so much talent around here it's nuts man i know it's yeah crazy yeah yeah he's a guy who hasn't uh he hasn't lived here much um, in the past years of his life just because he's been playing in the States. And, you know, he used to go to prep school in the States. But, uh, you know, he's uh, he's from Ferguson's Cove. And, uh, yeah, he, he signed with Pittsburgh. So it's uh, pretty awesome for him. And he's been having a good summer in the gym too, for sure. Is it cool kind of being back home in Halifax and knowing you're going to be playing hockey here? You've been away for the past five years. Is there a little bit of an excitement going, okay, you know, I'm playing here in front of family and friends. Like I'm sure your parents are pumped. They get to come see you, you know? Yeah, definitely. The, uh, you know, I, I've, I've missed living in Halifax and, um, you know, playing here. It's always fun when I get to come play against the Mooseheads and, uh, you know, to be able to be dirty, to be able to live here again. And, uh, it's, uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it moving downtown with Mitchell. So, um, it's a, it's a new chapter for sure. I'm really excited. That's dangerous. That downtown life. I did it. I was <laughs> poor. I spent all my money. 
Yeah. I know you're uh, at, you're a big five guys guy, right? You like five guys? Yeah. I don't like it, five. I like five guys. I like, uh, I like Boomburger actually. I, that's expensive. I don't, don't sleep on Boomburger. Yeah. It's, it's from PEI. So is it? Yeah. Boomburger is huge in PEI. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's huge. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the spot. It's just like five guys though. You ever go to, uh, Habaneros? Yeah, all the time. That's my go-to. Yeah, it's habaneros right, is it's my. Right on my house, it's so good. Oh yeah, well, There's back up, man. Habaneros yeah. and cheese curds, right there. That habaneros, I, I, I would go there on a Tuesday at uh, three o'clock. Yeah. There'd be a lineup oh, out yeah. the door, always packed. Yeah, it's a good spot. It's like a healthy alternative. What for, was the go-to in? Food. What was the go-to in uh, PEI? The sushi spot there is so good. That's where the sushi nami. No, it's uh, it's called Take Sushi. It's okay. so good. Anyone who has ever played in PEI knows what Take Sushi is. Take Sushi. Sushi. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I I still haven't had sushi anywhere in the world better than that spot. What? Yeah, yeah. You can ask anyone who's played there. They'll they'll attest to that. I guess there is fresh fish off the coast of PEI, yeah, really like fresh. the freshest. So if they catch it that day, you're good to go. Yeah, it's good. If you're ever in PEI, try Take Sushi. Take Sushi. Yeah. Maybe they'll advertise with us. <laughs> I should be a shareholder with that place, the amount of money I've thrown there. <laughs> it's, it's, they, not, it's not cheap, I guess, but it's worth it. Spend so much money. On this quarantine, I've spent so much money on food, like skip yeah. the dishes and Uber Eats. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's too easy these days. That's why. Well, that's the problem. It's way too easy. You don't well, even they, need a grocery store. In Clayton Park, like at my parents' place out in Clayton Park, I couldn't even get it. Like yeah. Uber Eats or scoop, skip the dishes. I couldn't really? get it. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise. It was like just on the border of, it almost counted as Bedford, so they wouldn't deliver to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was nice. So I did. That, that is actually, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of nice. Keep you away from it. Well, it keeps my my budget nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, You give a lot of blood. Are you good, by the way? You got like time? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Um, give You're giving blood back. What's that about? That's a great thing. It's a it's a great cause. I saw you were holding an award in front of a building the other day. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Yeah. So I uh, I've been uh, a player ambassador for Hockey Gives Blood, which is an organization um, partnered with Canadian Blood Services um, that was founded in uh, right after the Humboldt Bronco bus bus crash. Okay. Um, in 2018. So, um, yes. Uh, Stu, uh, is kind of, he's the head of hockey gives blood and oh yeah, it's on here. he, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm wearing the wristband right now, but, uh, Stu reached out to me and, uh, kind of asked me to be a, a player ambassador and, um, I jumped on the opportunity. Um, it was something where I, I just felt like I could give back and, um, you know, it, it was such a great cause. I never really knew about, uh, donating blood or like kind of the effect it had on Canadian patients, but, uh. Like there's so many quick stats that was that were thrown at me so fast. Like one for example is like every 60 seconds, a patient in Canada needs a, a blood transfusion. Every 60 seconds. Every 60 seconds. So um, you know when you think about that, you know there's a really high demand for for blood in in Canada, and and you know it's so easy to go to a donation clinic and and give a pint of blood and. Um, you know, help save someone's life. So, That's crazy. Um, yeah, there's so many different types of patients that would need blood, a leukemia patient or um, accident victims, car crash victims. Um, and then there's even just your everyday iron transfusions and everything like that. But, 
yeah, it's uh, it's something that's so uh, so important, and it just kind of flew under the radar for me until I was um, 20 years old. So when I found out about it, and um, I kind of just jumped on the opportunity to be a player ambassador for Hockey Gives Blood, and it's been great so far. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to get out and do it for sure. Yeah, it's really easy. You can uh, book an appointment online at blood.ca, and um, it, it's really it's really easy. You go in, your appointment's five minutes. Um, if you're fit to give blood, you fill out a little questionnaire and everything. And, yeah. Um, they test, uh, they give you like one test. Uh, and then if you're fit to give blood, it takes, you know, 10 minutes and, and you're out of there. They give you free snacks too. I was so. going to say, they give me apple juice and cookies yep. after. Yeah. yeah. Free snacks and water and everything. So I might be just be doing that every day and then just to get the <laughs> snacks. All right. That's wicked, man. The Welshie. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's thank awesome. You, yeah. Um, not really afraid of needles, but. <laughs> I can do it. You can just look away. It's uh they they cover it up after it's in there too and um yeah, like I like for me it for some people it it affects you differently. Yeah. Um but for me I find it doesn't really have many physical effects on me. I feel uh normal after a night's sleep. I wake up and I feel normal again. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wicked. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people say, you know, I said in the intro you know, a lot of people are impressed with your on-ice skill and what you can do, but people are just as equally impressed with what you do off the ice. Where do you think that characteristic comes from? You know, your parents, your brothers, where do you think, you know, donating your time comes from? Um, well, yeah, definitely my parents. Um, they Just the way they raised us is always kind of, you know, to be humble and, and give back as much as you can. And, um, you know, for me, and in, in when I went to Charlottetown, I quickly realized how close we were with the community of Charlottetown and you know how everyone kind of knows everyone there so we kind of have a great opportunity there to get out in the community and do things to help give back so um yeah I really took advantage of that in the last uh especially my last three years playing there you know my first two years I was uh, I was young and I wasn't as comfortable with things but when I uh my last three years there I really uh, jumped on every opportunity I could get you know, I kind of realized my time was, was ticking out there and it, it went by fast, but, um, you know, I just try to do as much as I could. And, and I think the organization in Charlottetown does a great job as well. You know, they get players involved with so many different, um, good things, you know, you go around to schools and talk about bullying and, um, you know, hospital visits and stuff like that. The team does a great job with getting getting players out in the community. I like how you mentioned the the organization, how they help you with everything. I remember the day, I, I hate that I keep bringing it up, but I'm going to. The day we got there, I th- you know, we met the media guy, Aiden. We met the manager. We met the the two equipment managers. Yeah. We met, um, you know, uh, we met, who else did we meet? We met, like, two scouts. And yeah. don't get me wrong, like, we're in that little area, Mike and you and Gooby up for, or Mike and you up. We were there for maybe 20 minutes and then we were just on the other bench working but for that 20 minutes when we were just kind of lingering like i just said we probably met seven people in the organization and they were genuine good people actually asking questions about what we do so i couldn't imagine spending five years there and i know how you just said you know you felt so comfortable from the get-go i felt comfortable within the first 20 minutes yeah yeah no i have nothing but good things to say about my time in charlottetown i wouldn't trade it for the world no that's uh it's it's just great to hear. It's it's yeah. a lot of like a lot of people come on and say things, and it's hard to put into. Uh, I guess it's hard to put into like a visual 
perspective, but the fact that I actually did it and went and I yeah. saw the the people, met the people in the organization, everything that you're telling me, it's just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You're just well, yeah, good people. I, I think it's something that's starting to be, you know, more well known in in Atlantic Canada as well. Like, I, I feel like it's uh, Charlottetown is almost a hot spot for for players when when they think of player places they want to get drafted. Um, you know, you look back uh, five, ten years ago and, you know, the PEI Rocket and when Charlottetown first started, they didn't have the best rep. Um, and I don't know why that was. I wasn't uh, on the team back then. But, um, you know, the narrative around uh, the organization has changed drastically for the better and, and it just keeps getting better and better. And, yeah. um, no, they they, uh, they have a lot of good people around there. They're going to continue to grow and um, you know, turn that organization into something special. Hopefully a championship ends up there soon as well. So hopefully they keep having sick jerseys too. That never hurts. Yeah, I the know. Jersey consistency. That's two years in a row that were unreal. So. I know. I'm sure Spy will keep it up. I got confidence <laughs> in him. That's cool. I didn't know that he designed those. That's really cool. Yeah. He how long has he been there? I remember when we first got there, Aiden was like, Spy's been here for yeah, you know, this He's many been there years. Forever. Since Crazy. day one. Easy. I think I think, yeah, since day one. I wanna say or no, Kev has been there since day one spied started in a year after kev crazy um i want to say 17 years so yeah forever those guys are the heart and soul yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah great organization yeah you're pumped and i'm moving on to smew i know you just said hopefully win championships it sucks that smew got cut short this year because they could have won a championship with steiny was on here he's just like this was the year we were gonna win we were so good we won that first game we were rolling and i believed him i love when that guy talks but going into smew that's a historic franchise you know of course you want to win championships with there you want to win national championships with them they've done it before in the past do you look at smew and go okay this is a historic franchise and this is a big opportunity that that i have to continue your hockey career yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people might think, uh, you know, players go just to finish their degree and, you know, play hockey while they're doing it. But, um, you know, for me, like, uh, you know, the degree is obviously important and I'm really looking forward to finish that, to finishing that. But, uh, you know, the, the hockey is still a big part of it for me. And, uh, yeah, to to have a chance to play at SMU is going to be, it's going to be awesome. I, I uh, Hopefully we can have uh, a lot of success there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is the pro route still an option even after this? Yeah. Do you still I, want to go play pro? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, a lot of players at that level, you know, their goal is to to move on and continue to play hockey, uh, you know, at the professional level. And, um, you know, f- I know for myself personally, like, it's always been my goal ever since I was a kid to be a professional hockey player. So, if I uh, if I ever get an opportunity to do that, I'll uh, I'd be ecstatic about that. It's crazy how SMU is the most underrated you know level of hockey around here. There's just U sports. I think I was out to maybe two three games this year, and it's incredible how quick these guys are. And I've been to a couple NHL yeah. games. I've been to a couple pro game games, not many, but I remember the pace. And then I look at a, an AUS, a SMU, or a, a U sports game, and the pace is right there. It's right. Yeah, there. it is a it's a great league. Um, there's so many talented players and, uh, so many guys who are, um, you know, coming out of major junior and just continue to get better. So like the, the level of play is so fast. It's so physical. Um, and then at the same time, you still have those high end skill guys. Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. I, I, I got out to as many UPI games as I could over the past five years and, um, 
you know, I, I really enjoyed watching it. So um, I'm excited to, you know, be playing in it for sure. That'll be cool because a lot of Ontario guys too that come over to this league. So yeah, you'll get to that. you'll get to hear some OHL stories about what goes on in that league yeah, and exactly. the, the skill level too. Yeah, because no, there's a lot uh, of comparison. We even have a few recruits this year from the OHL. So yeah, at St. Mary's we do. So um, yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. You know, you get to make some uh some lifelong friends from all over the all over the country so yeah yeah um plans the rest of the summer outside of hockey and golf well obviously well, obviously you're golfing um, yeah i'm i've been golfing a ton so hopefully i'll uh get some more golfing i'll be golfing until november this year without any without any yeah, hockey right. i'll be oh yeah practicing in the morning hitting the course in the afternoon i guess life's good from Matt welsh yeah eh? it's just, a ter- terrible life doing that you wake up you're playing <laughs> golf you're just giving blood you're training that's 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 the life of matt welsh five guys boom burger having arrows <laughs> try to stay away from the downtown living five guys as much as I can. <laughs> um no like yeah I, I uh hopefully i'll get back to i've been i've been to pei twice already this summer but uh I plan on making a trip to to PEI at the the end of August. Yeah. Um, maybe spend a week there, see some people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Spend some time with my billets. Uh, my girlfriend's family lives over there as well. Oh, your girlfriend's from up there. Yeah, my okay, girlfriend's okay, from okay. PEI. So, um, yeah, I'll go there and uh, you know, see some people and it's always uh, it's a great spot to be in the summer over there. So oh, the best. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and. Yeah, then then right back at uh, St. Mary's, I'll be starting school. It's all online in the first semester, so. Oh, is um, it? When does that start? September. I think September 9th it starts, but again, it's all online, so it's. Oh, that's uh, soon. That's yeah. a month away. Yeah, so Mitchie and I will be moving into our place and September 1st, and then, um, yeah, then we're uh, starting right up in school, and hopefully we get to get going with team practices, um, and workouts as soon as possible, but. Uh, Still, nothing's for sure on that yet, with you know COVID yeah. and all that uncertainty. But yeah. um, hopefully, it's uh, as soon as possible we can get going on the the team practices and whatnot. Sounds like a good opportunity for us to mic the boys up. It's like you Definitely. guys aren't playing games, but you guys are practicing a yeah, bunch. Yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, yeah, we're gonna be practicing. But uh, oh yeah, Nogs is coaching too. Yeah, Nogs is coaching. Yeah, met Nogs for the first time. Well, I met him, but like, it's a great podcast. Good guy. He's going to be yeah, a great coach. Gonna You're going to yeah. like him. Yeah, he's been there forever as yeah. well. He's been assistant there for so long, so he knows all the guys, and yeah. he's very familiar with uh, with everything. So he yeah. actually used to coach me um, growing up in spring hockey. Oh, he coached everyone growing up in spring yeah, hockey. Yeah, that's me too. True. Everyone. Yeah, he <laughs> coached everyone. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, yeah, everyone knows Nogs. He's been around forever, so yeah. I'm excited to, to play for him. One more thing. Do you have a when you cross the Confederate Bridge, do you have do you just go right through or do you have to pay the fifty bucks? I heard <laughs> is that I heard a rumor that No, I pay I pay the fifty bucks. You pay it? I don't think anyone has ever gotten across that bridge without paying the fifty bucks. Okay, so it's not true. Yeah, they, they want to keep you on there as long as they as long as they can. I heard there was like a picture of you right at the toll and it was like when this guy comes, you just let him no, on through. That's that's definitely not true. <laughs> no. Um I think even Justin Trudeau has to pay the fifty bucks when he leaves that place. Yeah, but Justin Trudeau is not the all-time goals leader <laughs> wins for a goalie in franchise history. So no, yeah, it's it's quite the place. You got to pay fifty bucks to leave. Yeah, my my friends always have that this, that conversation with each other as we're leaving. We're kind of like, what if you just don't have the fifty bucks? Like you're kind of just stuck here, you know? Yeah. So 
I mean, there's a bunch. Of, have you ever been to the Cavendish, like the the tournament, the festival, whatever it's called? The oh country? yeah, there's a every every dudes year. <laughs> dudes have some funny stories about like yeah. not even him, just like friends, just like buddies, like trying to leave and they don't have fifty bucks. Like everyone just puts yeah. like ten bucks together and they're like oh, five yeah. bucks short. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. You're stuck on the island. Yeah, even the ferry costs money to leave too. So I like the ferry more than the bridge. I think. Well, yeah, because of the food, cow's ice cream on there. So donair or not donair, poutine. Yeah, there is. It's been a big food podcast. <laughs> Anyways, well, she, I'll let you go. Uh, last minute's yours. If you want to thank anyone, I know a lot of people in Charlottetown are listening. So, floor is yours, buddy. No, yeah, I guess uh, I, I just uh, shout out to all the fans in Charlottetown. Uh, whoever lis- whoever's listening. Um, no, I yeah, I guess I just want to say congrats to you guys and all the success you guys have been having at High Button. It's awesome to see how far you guys have come <laughs> and um, you keep moving up the ranks. So keep up the good work. We love the we love the content. I appreciate that, Walshy. Like I said, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. You can hang out here. <laughs> if you guys don't move downtown, you guys can move down here. We got a couple beds for you. Yeah, you're you good to go. Know. Maybe I'll be looking for a job here. Sounds so. good. One day. All right. <laughs> all right, Walshy. Thank you, everyone listening. Uh, I don't know what to say. How to end it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks Enjoy for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Today's, uh, it's Monday. So beginning of the week, get after it. Have fun. Stay safe. We're out. Later, Peace. <laughs> Every time I turn around, I had a place out the door. Call for you not. Nigga, call before you not. Before you tomorrow. The neighbors think I'm selling dope. Go! Baby, he don't want to be a player no more. I was looking at the people with it. Every time I turn around, I had a place out the door. Now that nigga going beast mode with it. I got Team beds, we ain't laying on the floor. I done hit a lot of freakos. Nigga get safe. Safe for you to say that I'm a hoe. I'm out the game, I'm not a player anymore. I got money to bail out. Won't pull over, they know we gon' bail out. Drop the window, turn right, throw the scale out. Fuck you, man, we don't rob no scale now. We sell them bitches ho. We sell them bitches ho. I had them knocking at my door. I used to have them for the low. My neighbors think I'm selling dope. Neighbors think I'm selling dope. I had the AC on every when a young nigga had the burner in his coat. I hit a nigga with the fan. I hop out, block out. I was taking pictures with the fan. I can show you how to ride without a tool. All them times I hit the middle man. All them times I took a nigga off. Nigga wanna be a boss. But I ain't had what it took to be the boss. She didn't know what it took to be my bitch. I ain't know what it took until I lost. <sighs> Baby, he don't wanna be a player no more. I was looking at the people with it. Every time I turned around, I had the players out the door. Now a nigga going beast mode with it. I got 15 beds. We ain't laying on the floor. 15 beds. I done hit a lot of free codes. Nigga get safe. Safe for you to say that I'm a hoe. I'm out the game. I'm not a player anymore. I always be a pimp. Not a I'm wiping all them bitches off my radar. No kids, Kurt. I'm always on the charts like I'm Drizzy. Dirt. Fade away, I get shot like the winds. Can't wait to do the show when I'm in Dallas. We be eating healthy on the low, she made a salad. I've been getting money on the low, it's hard to hide it. My baby like to fuck me on the floor, I let her ride it. It's off the top, I ever make a song, I never write it. I'm a Grammy nominated hit, make a lame nigga bitch, take a fuck the police. You yelling with a gun, I'm how the fuck we gon' think. You take my daughter, daddy, how the fuck she gon' eat. I kill me a cop, what the fuck they gon' think? Probably hang on the tree. I'm dangerous, I keep a bang on me. Gotta drop down and pray before I sleep. Lord, baby, he don't wanna be a player no more. I was looking at the people with it. Every time I turned around, I had the players out the door. Now a nigga going beast mode with it. I got 15 beds. We ain't laying on the floor. I done hit a lot of freakos. Nigga get safe. Safe for you to say that I'm a hoe. I'm out the game. I'm not a player anymore. Baby, he don't want to be a player no more. I was looking at the people with it. Every time I turned around, I had the players out the door. Now a nigga going beast mode with it. I got 15 beds. We ain't laying on the floor. I done hit a lot of freakos. Nigga get safe. Safe for you to say that I'm a hoe. I'm out the game. I'm not a player.